Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Hour two coming at you live from Las Vegas in downtown Circa Resort and Casino alongside the one and only Mike Pritchard. I'm Stormy Bonatoni. Very grateful to have Pritch's decade long of a playing experience knowledge on the desk with us today especially because we have so much to unpack in the Mm -hmm. NFL. Um, We talked about it a good bit at the start of the show with it being franchise tag Tuesday. Teams have until 1 o'clock Pacific for Eastern to officially put the franchise tag on certain players or come to long-term deals. Um, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, a big topic of discussion with the Giants, and of course, Lamar Jackson and Baltimore. And what in the world happens there? Oh, anybody's guess with that situation right now. I mean, they're going to up against the deadline. I, I think the Ravens, they don't mind applying pressure to the situation. Uh, DaCosta said that it was difficult dealing with a player without an agent. Mm-hmm. Well, you did that with your linebacker. Um, Roquan Smith, uh, I think he represents himself, and they got a deal done. So uh, they knew the situation with Lamar Jackson for years. Uh, it's not like it's a new situation. So uh, to me, you know, you're, you're just trying to play in that negotiation game uh, if you're the Ravens. But I, I think you also are, are flirting with, uh, with danger. I, I think Lamar implied to you that he is ready to move on with his contract demands. Mm-hmm. He knew. Like, Lamar had to know that uh, the Ravens were not going to match those contract demands. But are the Ravens going to budge? Are they going to meet him halfway even? Uh, it doesn't appear to be the case. And uh, now the Ravens are, apparently are going to buy more time with their franchise tag. We don't know if it's going to be exclusive or non-exclusive to find out what the market could be for Lamar Jackson. And it's one of those things where it can be a positive or a negative if you're a player that it's not necessarily that you're paid what you deserve. Mm -hmm. You're being paid what someone's willing to pay you. And so now, depending on this franchise tag situation, if he does the non-exclusive, what are some of these other teams going to come to him with when it comes to contract offers? Are the Ravens going to be willing to match that or give him up for two first-round picks? Well, yeah, right. And here's where an agent would be beneficial for Lamar, and that's what I would do as soon as that franchise tag uh, gets applied. I would hire an agent like that and throw it in the face of the. But is he gonna change? (laughs) Is he gonna change his tune? Probably not. So yeah. Yeah, you know the thing about it too, uh, Stormy, and this is the dirty part. I'm gonna pull back the curtain uh, on the National Football League. Um, Deshaun Watson got a guaranteed contract, right? These owners are gonna collude and not give Lamar Jackson a guaranteed contract. So. Even if he's looking for a guaranteed contract uh, in the likes of Deshaun Watson, I think these 32 owners, they've had that discussion already, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much, Cleveland Browns, and your ownership for doing that. But no, we're not going to do that any longer. So can you prove that as a player that the owners are colluding to say, hey, we're not going to do that anymore? Mm-hmm. Probably not. But could an agent uh, peel uh, the layers back away from that onion I don't know. Uh, Lamar Jackson, I don't know if he's capable of doing that. But if it is non-exclusive uh, and Lamar Jackson is going to have that challenge of trying to find 
what his market value is. I wonder what that's going to be right now. Yeah, I'm very curious as well. And that's a great point that you made from Lamar Jackson's standpoint that, of course, he wants the guaranteed money. He saw somebody else get it that he feels he has performed better than. He has an MVP to his name. Deshaun Watson does not have that. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I get it completely from his perspective and trying to stick to his guns and get what he feels that he deserves in this case. Um, But let's say things don't work out and that he does not remain a Baltimore Raven. Um, I know you have mentioned the Atlanta Falcons as a landing spot that would make a lot of sense. They were somebody that in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, we really thought he could go to Atlanta before Mm -hmm. the situation worked out with the Browns. We're seeing the report a couple days ago from Josina Anderson that the Miami Dolphins are looking at all of their options when it comes to quarterback. He, of course, is from Miami. He's Mm -hmm. out there right now when he's been doing these talks with the general manager. That's where he's been. So maybe the Dolphins are another spot. Like, how do you view um, what his options could be? Well, this one gets very, very tough for me because, I mean, Lamar Jackson would be an upgrade over a lot of situations. And we're talking about starting quarterback situations, Mm -hmm. right? To a... And Miami, I mean, the Jets are looking for a quarterback. That's always uh, intriguing. Um, we mentioned Atlanta, too. I mean, Atlanta, uh, th- along with other moves. Yeah, can you imagine, sorry, just because you said the Jets, all this talk about Aaron Rodgers right. and Lamar Jackson. Like, it actually, just slides just right there. in there. I know, let's just go right there. <laughs> but he's that attraction. I mean, he's 27 mm-hmm. years old, yeah. and, and uh, I think there's a tremendous upside uh, for Lamar. Um, there's a lot of teams, I, I think, that could be in play, the Titans even, uh, if you want to think about them. But a team that I, I keep gravitating towards, and I know the, the Raiders are in a rumor mill too because they're looking for a quarterback. But nobody's talking about the commanders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a new offense coordinator slash head, well, head coach, associate, uh, assistant head coach and, and offense coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, uh, And then the guy going to Super Bowls and winning Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes. You know, if you're Lamar Jackson um, and if you are non-exclusive, you wonder, I wonder uh, with what's everything has taken place with that, that organization, that franchise, uh, the current owner will be aggressive, sometimes overly aggressive with players. Uh, I wonder if Washington could become a player uh, if uh, if Lamar Jackson is available from a non-exclusive franchise situation. Okay. I'm going to do a little rapid fire with okay. you. I'm going to say a team, and I want you to tell me who right now, who you think their starting quarterback is going to be in 2023, okay. okay? Okay, yep. Starting with? The Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I, yeah, I, I no, won't right. start there. I won't start there because that's too tough. Uh, New York Jets. New York Jets. Um, oh, <laughs> I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Las Vegas Raiders. Stidham. Okay. <laughs> so no, Stidham. no Jimmy G to the Raiders. I mean, to me, that's the same player. But Stidham's a lot younger and a lot cheaper. Okay. Atlanta Falcons. You don't like my answer so far. I'm not. Uh... <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Oh, good Lord. Um, oh, good Lord. Um, I I don't know. How about that? Is that an answer? Is that a good enough answer? Yeah. yeah. Well, so that, that, it, because, is, it is really tough. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have people like Drew Locke and those kind of guys out there floating around, right? And, okay, quarterback competition. Do you want to keep giving Des- Desmond Ritter the reins and give him an opportunity? Or do you want to get somebody who's more veteran to come in there? Like, there's so many. Right. Yeah, doors. I mean, I, I think Ritter would be uh, in a competition. Like, if they don't get Lamar or somebody like that, I think there's going to be a quarterback competition in Atlanta. So, Jimmy Garoppolo, how you said he's, you think he's the same player, essentially, as Jared right. Stidham, but younger and cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason that I said Jimmy G, obviously, is the connection with the head coach and Josh McDaniels mm-hmm. in Vegas. Where do you think that Jimmy G would make the most sense in this cycle because yes he's coming off an injury but he's gonna be back this time in the offseason versus having to like still be rehabbing like he'll be where he needs to be we already know that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have said that they are moving on they're not gonna have him in that room it's Brock Purdy and Trey Lance for them right now um which both coming off of injuries themselves which is super fun for me and my fandom but (laughs) right but like he is one of the best options that is out there right now, it seems, in the free agent market. You know, he is. So you look at his quarterback record from a starting quarterback. What is he, 40 and 17 or something like that, right? And uh, predominantly, that's been with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a slight of a chance out there in New England prior to being traded. He's been so far removed from McDaniels that I think Stidham has more uh, more of a grip of this offense and, and more of a feel of what the direction of where Josh wants to go than Jimmy G does. I mean, you got to turn back the clock multiple years for Jimmy G. 
where he is highly familiar, what he is highly familiar with is what's going on uh, with San Francisco, certainly. But where is that now? It's in Houston and it's in Miami. So if you are looking for a bridge quarterback for whatever Mm -hmm. quarterback situation you might look for uh, in Houston, uh, Jimmy G makes sense right there, right? Um, If you are looking because of its situation with Tua uh, and, and the concussions, you're not confident about that. He makes a ton of sense in Miami as well. Jimmy is just one of the, like, he's a good, good enough quarterback. People like him. He mm-hmm. has that quality where, like, we've seen in San Francisco, teammates rally around him. It's just more of a question of can he stay healthy? Because right. we know he can do enough to be fine. Like, the two years that he was healthy in San Francisco, they went to the Super Bowl in 2019 mm-hmm. and an NFC title game in 2020. But he's had the season-ending ACL. He's had the ankle injuries that forced him to miss. Right nearly double-digit games for a season. He is coming off the broken foot this year, the shoulder sprain, that awful thumb thing that he had. So, like, <laughs> it's not even like it's the same recurring thing. Yeah. It's just, like, always something, it feels like, with Jimmy G, which I don't is want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you here, Stormy. You're gonna. You're I'm gonna. going to. <laughs> because That's like Jalen Hurts, me, well, in the NFC Championship this year. <laughs> because if Jimmy G stayed healthy this year, San Francisco probably would have won a Super Bowl. As well as they were playing, they were getting better. They were starting to get healthier with that defense. And and if you're Kyle Shanahan, you have to be kicking the table or throwing things at this point, knowing that if you Jimmy G would have just stayed healthy, and you, you can't rely on that. Pritch, I still even wonder, because a lot of the timelines had Jimmy G being available in mm-hmm. the postseason, right. had he just been eligible to dress in that NFC Championship game? Right. Like, could we have just had that as our backup option instead of having to go where we went for a fourth string quarterback down the line? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like we don't, that was just like a Murphy's law type of a game where it's like everything that could go wrong did for San Francisco. And I still look back on it just wondering, which is stupid to do. I know, but just wondering what could have been if it was truly best on best because it wouldn't have been that. I don't think it would have been that blowout game. I think it would have been a, a game that came down to the wire for who goes to the Super Bowl. And so instead, when your quarterback can't throw the ball more than five yards, <laughs> you're in a situation like you are. Yeah. Well, um, it makes you wonder if he was available, why didn't they activate him, though? Or or was it a medical situation? Because I don't know the full story there. I don't know uh, and now the fact that they want to move on away from him, uh, I, I just wonder uh, what that situation was. We'll, we'll find out the details yeah. there. But you're right. I mean, I, he should have been he should have been active if there was a slight chance that he could have been mm-hmm. uh, available for the 49ers. Thank yeah. You. Very unfortunate situation. And now I just have to wait with bated breath to see how Trey Lance <laughs> is going to perform because Brock Purdy reportedly set to have his surgery this Friday and the recovery process from there. We're not really going to know until after the doctor has been in there and performed the surgery. So um, give you information on that as it comes. I know that I am very curious. Oh, please don't. I'm desperate. Um, we're going to step aside when we come back. Chad Brown, former NFL linebacker, teammate of our guy, Mike Pritchard, is going to join us coming up next and continue talking all things NFL and Franchise Tag Tuesday. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, live from Las Vegas, alongside Mike Pritchard. I'm Stormy Bonatoni, hoping to get our guy, uh, Chad Brown, former NFL linebacker, on the line here in a moment. But while we wait to figure that out a little bit, the, the NFL franchise tag is obviously just ours away now. Teams are running out of time mm-hmm. to figure out if they can retain certain players or re- prevent them from entering the open market. But uh, some players have already been tagged here, Pritch. The Raiders have applied the franchise tag to running back Josh Jacobs. Jacobs' salary on the fifth-year option would have been around $8 million. By tagging him now, they're paying him $2 million more. Okay, but right. obviously came off a great season, didn't mm-hmm. want to let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys tagged Tony Pollard for $10 million, but would like to sign him to a long-term deal. Um, they, again, have the opportunity to do right. so until July 15th to reach a deal and the chiefs will not tag offensive tackle Orlando Brown after he played on it last season would still like to bring him back and work out a deal. Frank Clark expected to be a salary cap casualty there. And we do have Chad Brown on the line now. Um, Of course, former teammates with you Pritch at Seattle and um, on that CU buffs squad, a lengthy NFL career. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me on guys. I appreciate it. How are you feeling this franchise tag Tuesday and all of the moving parts that are up in the air today? Uh, I, I think there's a little bit of uh, jealousy going on. Uh, my mother and father apparently had me way too soon because these kind of money they're talking about these guys <laughs> is tremendous, and I, I can't help but admit my jealousy. Um, it's going to be interesting because we're seeing some big names being talked about as being shot. Uh, so how this day plays out will then have that domino effect uh, for certain teams. If maybe we were looking at getting this guy, he's not being shot, so we got a franchise tag, our guy. You know, what value does an offensive tackle like Orlando Brown have to the Kansas City Chiefs when, you know, he's definitely uh, one of the higher level free agents available, possible free agents available. So it's just so many angles to this whole thing here. You know, Chad, we often start with the quarterbacks uh, when it comes to free agency and you know, Derek Carr signs a deal that that was nice, probably set the market a little bit, then Geno backs that up too. Uh, Daniel Jones in New York, Saquon Barkley in that situation. Uh, what's your thoughts or feelings in terms of what's going to happen out there in New York uh, between a franchise tag of Daniel Jones, the quarterback, or a franchise tag and Saquon Barkley? Wow. Uh, you know, I'm hearing these numbers that are being talked about from uh, Daniel Jones's side, 40-plus million dollars. Um, while it's not my money, um, it, feels, it feels like that's a lot of money for a guy who, you know, benefited from a, a new coach creating, you know, a system around him that didn't ask a ton of him and whose style of play, as we saw late in the season in the playoffs, him just running the ball over and over doesn't feel like it's long-term sustainable for me. Um, so what did the Giants do? Obviously, there's not a ton of quarterbacks available with, with Derek Carr now going – to the uh, New Orleans Saints, you know, what, is there going to be another quarterback available outside of Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, probably wouldn't fit with what uh, they want to do out there with the with the Giants? So, for the Giants, does Saquon Barkley make more sense to franchise tag him and try to come to some kind of agreement with Daniel Jones's folks that doesn't, you know, push the number, you know, north of forty-five million? 
they've got a, a difficult uh, job in front of them out there in New York. Yeah, which is yeah. interesting that we've already seen their GM come out and say that, okay, if we don't get the deal done and we're going to work this up until the deadline, until the you know final minutes that we can, we're going to tag Daniel Jones, which is it, it, it's interesting. If you had to say yes or no right now, do the Giants end up having Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley on their roster next year? Uh, probably not. Probably not. It, it's difficult to play two guys uh, in the offensive backfield at the tops of, of, of the league, and, and both those guys are expecting those kind of numbers. So the, the salary cap implications, your ability to build a team around them, is going to be hamstrung. Uh, so I don't think both those guys will be playing for the Giants next season. Chad, what do you think is going to happen with Lamar Jackson? I mean, non-exclusive or exclusive franchise tag. If it's non-exclusive, obviously uh, there could be some teams out there entertaining the services of Lamar Jackson. From a betting perspective here on our network, I, I mean, some people might be trying to get out in front of that uh, with Atlanta or, or some other teams. Uh, do you think Lamar Jackson uh, will be available to negotiate with other teams, or do you think the Ravens are going to try to keep him with that exclusive uh, franchise tag? Let's back it up a, a step, Pritch. I think Lamar Jackson needs to hire an agent mm. um, because the agent is, is more there than, than to just negotiate the deal. The agent acts as a buffer between you and the team. If you're negotiating directly with the team, it's a negotiation. They're going to lowball you at first, and you're going to come in high, and it's going to create this animosity. An agent also keeps that conversation going and uh, begins to grease the sleds for, for certain things that you as a player would have a difficult time doing. So I don't think Lamar Jackson has served himself well uh, from uh, the perspective of not having an agent because the agent – does all these kinds of things for you and doesn't allow the relationship to become uh, one where their animosity is the primary emotion rather than an emotion of let's see if we can get this done. And I think that's where this negotiation is at between Lamar Jackson and Baltimore to the point now where I think both sides are looking at other options where I think an agent being able to kind of grease the sleds and manage the relationships could have found a way to get this done uh, without it coming to what it seems like it's going to come to. And we've talked here, Pritch, about how, like, okay, well, you're not supposed to. There's probably colluding going on with these general managers yeah. and owners saying, hey, let's not make what we did with Deshaun Watson and that guaranteed money a thing here because if it's one, it's an outlier. If it's multiple, you're on the way to that, that becoming a trend and the norm in the NFL, and they don't want that to happen right. here. Here with uh, former NFL linebacker, NFL and college football analyst Chad Brown, three-time pro bowler as we continue our NFL conversation. You tweeted during the combine and it made me laugh. When did doing the expected at the combine become an achievement? Athletic quarterbacks uh, should jump high. Uh, athletic guys should jump high. Quarterbacks should throw good balls. Strong men should move weight. Somehow the only important question has gotten lost in the hype. Talk me through how you viewed this year's combine. Uh, I saw more social media hype for guys who weren't good players in college, but somehow test well, as if that, that is a direct pipeline to becoming a Hall of Famer. Uh, of course, you, you want to test well at the combine, and you want to show that you prepared yourself for the moment, but didn't college tape matter? Didn't what you do on tape matter? Uh, Prince and I both, in our times in Seattle and at, at Colorado Buffalo, had teammates who weren't great test guys, but were great football players. Heck, I've been 225 pounds 11 times on my pro day. That's like kicker, that's like kicker territory. That's how poor I was as far as bench pressing. Yet I played 15 years in the NFL, was all pro and a pro bowler. So let's not lose track of can you play the game. Um, so, yeah, this year, maybe for the first time, I rolled my eyes more often than I ever have at the combine coverage, at the breathless, oh, my gosh, what a great ball by this quarterback. It's the same drill that every quarterback goes through at the combine. He's probably thrown that throw in preparation for this combine experience 500 or 1,000 times. He should perform that well. So let's not get all breathless uh, about someone doing what they prepared themselves to do, and let's not ever forget to check tape. And I'll give you one story. I was with the Patriots, and I was talking to Bill Belichick, and 
we were talking after practice, and one of the other guys on the team came up and was talking about this was back when you had a mini camp before the draft. This was how long ago this was. Uh, but we were, Bill and I were talking, and a teammate of mine came up and was talking to Bill about one of his college teammates who was going to be coming out. And he said, this guy is going to run the best L drill at the combine. And Bill's response was, well, as soon as we install the L drill play, that would be the guy I'm going to draft. <laughs> and it kind of speaks to the absurdity of it from a coaching standpoint. Well, Bill Belichick did not go to the combine this year. He did not attend the combine this year. He's always been a staple, but I think he's losing. He's understanding that we're kind of losing track of the football players in this underwear Olympics thing called the combine. Yeah, absolutely. Great answer. Well said. You know, Chad, we got about a minute left. I just got to ask you a question and moving forward with the league. Uh, where, where do you see it going? Because as an all-pro linebacker yourself, you covered the game with Westwood One. Like, this game, is it trending towards running the football more, or are we still going to see uh, the quarterback uh, be a significant factor, though? I, I think passing is, is not going to go away in the NFL, but there's always going to be a couple teams that are going to try to be uh, an outlier. Mm. Um, we saw this, you know, back in the Pac-12 when Stanford would bring in you know, nine offensive linemen to be one quarterback and one running back on the field. They would run over people in the Pac-12. There's always going to be a team that's going to take advantage of the opposite side of things. So uh, the ability to put a fullback on the field, an extra tight end, uh, an extra offensive lineman as a tight end, that part of football is never going to go away. As teams go with smaller, quicker defenders to try to defend the pass, it makes sense just to run the ball at them. Really good stuff, Chad. Appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Three-time Pro Bowler Chad Brown at Chad Brown 94 appreciates you guys letting me break up the bromance a little bit there and ask a couple of questions. I'm going to call him Burchess. I didn't get a chance to do that. (laughs) We're going to take a quick break. Josh Applebaum, Market Insights Pod, is going to join us next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Remember, it is time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You get everything you'll need to bet the madness this year for just 19 bucks. So whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team's here to help you get ready for each and every game of every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like betting splits, plus the big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides have in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions and picks on each game and it's all from our experts including the one and only legend himself Brent Musburger as well as Greg Hoops Peterson sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tourney again just 19 bucks vsin.com slash subscribe so obviously the NCAA tournament is the big dance mm-hmm. these conference tournaments what are those is that dance class is that dance <laughs> rehearsal right I maybe <laughs> Maybe. I like that, though. Getting ready. Getting ready. And a number of teams have already punched their ticket, got those auto bids in pocket for the field, and four more set to do so today. We're going to talk some college basketball as we bring in good friend of the show, Josh Applebaum. Um, And Josh, obviously, VEASAN contributor, host of the Morning Bets podcast, uh, Market Insights as well. You're all over the place. And how early do you have to wake up, by the way, to get that Morning Bets pod in? Because it is like ready and waiting, downloadable every day that I wake up. And that's pretty early over here on the West Coast. Yeah, Stormy and Pritch, it's great to be with you. So to be totally honest, I get up around 5 a.m. I spend about an hour, uh, you know, 45 minutes, an hour prepping it and then getting it recorded. It's only 15 minutes to record it, but I get a head start the night before Stormy, so it's kind of a benefit when I, I write the newsletter the night before. I'm looking at those overnight lines that first come out and looking at the mm-hmm. early moves, and then I'll go to bed for a few hours, wake up, and if the line from the overnight line is moving you know, further in favor or the, in the same direction, if I have a Ken Palm edge, if I have some betting systems, that makes me even more confident in the morning. So, yeah, it's it's time. It's no sleep nation over here, Stormy. So it's 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 conference tournaments. It's March Madness. Wouldn't have it any other way. Tell you, it pays to wake up that early, too, Josh. I mean, I was looking at some <laughs> lines at, on my time when I thought was early. Uh, right? You're talking about 2 a.m. my time. But, oh, yeah, yeah, you have the advantage, Josh. <laughs> this isn't fair for us over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, a game that I'm on uh, later on uh, with Minnesota – uh, and, and Philly, uh, the line obviously got stronger in terms of the money line towards uh, Minnesota. But if I had gotten up earlier, maybe I could have benefited by uh, a shorter money line. 
All right. Uh, hey, Josh, let's get into some some college basketball, though. And I know you've been fast and furious looking at all of these numbers. You have one play in a game. I know a lot of eyeballs will be on and another one that maybe not as many folks might have been paying attention to. So let's start there. Northern Kentucky and Cleveland State. If you haven't heard about them, now's the time, Josh. What do people need to know? Yeah, so this is your Horizon League championship game here, Stormy. The winner gets to punch their ticket to the big dance. I'm going to go Northern Kentucky here. A couple angles to this game. Northern Kentucky playing Cleveland State. Number one, just what's the data doing? What's the market doing? The line is going toward Northern Kentucky. They came uh, yesterday, they knocked off uh, Youngstown State. They were a dog in that three and a half. They won outright. Uh, but really what your couple angles here with Northern Kentucky. Number one is the line movement. They open around a minus one favorite, neutral site. Now they're up to minus two and a half. So that's kind of a big number here. All things being equal, you don't have to apply for uh, you know home court advantage because it's neutral court. So uh, kind of to me, these are kind of like true numbers that get moved uh, because you don't have to apply any home court advantage. But aside from the line move, minus one to minus two and a half toward Northern Kentucky guys, they have a really good bet split in this one. If you look at our VEASAN.com bet splits, they're only getting 47% of bets, but 68% of the money. So that kind of tells me that they're slightly contrarian. The public doesn't really know what to do here. Should I take Cleveland State? Should I take Northern Kentucky? They're undecided basically. But yet, those bigger, sharper wagers seem to be leaning on Northern Kentucky, causing that line move in their favor. Uh, really bank on the defense of Northern Kentucky. They're only giving up 64 points a game versus 68 for Cleveland State. But here's the angle, guys. I think it's important when you're a sports better, even if you lose a bet, to file away some information that could benefit you later. Like, for example, I was on Youngstown last night. I was on the money line. They you know, are one of the highest-scoring teams. They get limited by that zone, and they played pretty poorly. I lost my bet on Youngstown. But what I learned watching that game is that there's a good motivational angle here for Northern Kentucky. They were in last year's Horizon League uh, championship game. They lost on a buzzer beater, and they've been throughout the uh, kind of the, the sh during the show. Uh, the commentators were talking about how that's a huge motivating factor for this team to get back, mm -hmm. get their revenge, uh, overcome last year's really tough loss in the championship game. So they have some unfinished business here. And I was looking at the box score. Four of your leading scores from last year's championship game are on the same team this year. So you got a lot of, of kind of holdover from last year. I think it's a big motivational angle, but really to me, it's this line move toward Northern Kentucky. So I'll go money line here. Give me Northern Kentucky around minus 140. Yeah, and Josh, Northern Kentucky has won the Horizon League tournament four of their eight seasons in the conference. And you mentioned that defense. They are the top scoring defense in the Horizon League as well. So that plays into their favor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Josh, we had Will Hill on the program earlier. Uh, he mentioned Gonzaga, St. Mary's uh, line movement towards St. Mary's right now. I, I want to know about the total here because it's varying uh, in different shops. Uh, but I'm looking at two and a half here uh, now uh, with this situation. Are, are you tailing, uh, Will, or what are you doing with your bet here in this game? Well, is Will on St. Mary's, Pritch? Is that true? He is. is he? He's got a great uh, number, I'm, too. I'm with Will on this one. All yeah, right. this is your number one contrarian play of the day. This is right up my alley. A disgusting, gross you know, bet against the public play everyone and their mother on Gonzaga here tonight. But to Will's <laughs> point, I'm glad he's on it. Will's sharp. I think he's leading that, that contest at VEASAN. So proud of my buddy there. But uh, you've seen this line move go towards St. Mary's. This is notable because a lot of these books open Gonzaga minus three and a half, minus three. Uh, they're the public play here. You're looking at how can I not take Gonzaga only laying such a short number. We're used to the Zags, you know, laying 15, laying 20 points. So very short number. Public says, give me Gonzaga in this spot. However, despite 70% of bets, on Gonzaga, this line has fallen. So if majority bets here, you walk into a bar, guys, late night, it's a 9 o'clock game, it's the most heavily bet game of the night, everyone's sweating Gonzaga, then why is this line dropping towards St. Mary's? Shouldn't the line be going further toward Gonzaga if the books are taking in such heavy Zags money, you know, adjust the number up, entice betting on the dog? But no, they've taken a position here, it seems to me, on St. Mary's, dropping this line in their favor. And I don't know if Will, Will Hill mentioned this, guys, but this is a Ken Palm sound the alarm because – the, Ken Palm actually has St. Mary's winning this game by one point. Uh, so kind of an angle there, taking the two and a half, a little bit of an edge, expecting a close one here. I'll take the points. I'm not going to go money line just on the off chance. You get something close, a buzzer beater, some kind of weird backdoor cover. Uh, I'll just go money or I'll just take the points here, the two and a half and not go money line. But uh, in Pritch, you mentioned this with the total. Zags are obviously a juggernaut offensively. Yep. They're averaging almost 90 points a game. St. Mary's is the uh, complete opposite. They're only giving up. 60 points, uh, 60 points a game. So they're really a defensive team. So with the total, I haven't seen much here, Pritch. It was like 138 and a half, 139. I've seen it dip maybe a little bit here. I do lean neutral court unders just in general when you get to conference play right. because, you know, back-to-back -back days, tired legs, unfamiliar sight lines. So lean under here. No play for me on the total, though, but I do like this St. Mary spot. 
biggest contrarian play of the night. I'll take the two and a half with that reverse line move. Looks like it's going to be a fun one too. Yeah. A pair of top 16 teams in the country going head to head for the auto bid. But we, of course, know both of these teams are going dancing, which will be fun to watch later on as well. Uh, let's have a little stick and puck here, Josh. Last week, of course, I was, I was upset with you because of your side on the San Diego State Boise game. You ended up being right. I ended up being wrong. So I'm going to cry tonight. We are on the same side with a wager as we look at the Calgary Flames and Minnesota Wild. Um, it's three games and four nights and a back-to-back for the Flames. How are you looking at this one? So Stormy, I'm so happy that we're on the same side here. For we don't once, have to worry about you know different angles or anything. So uh, give me Minnesota Wild here. I like the Wild in the spot tonight. You mentioned it, Stormy. One angle I look at when you're betting hockey is rest versus tired, a team that Played the previous night, has to have a quick turnaround. Typically, you'll play your backup goalie the next night versus a team that's rested and ready to go. So this is a really tough schedule, Scott, uh, for the Calgary Flames. They actually had a big win in Dallas last night, but again, turnaround now. Now you have to go to Minnesota. As you mentioned, Stormy, you're playing your third game in four days. Meanwhile, the Minnesota Wild are rested. They haven't played since the fourth. So if you look at just uh, home favorites against a team on the second leg of a back-to-back, it's about 69% over the last four years. So it's been a good angle to take that rested team over the tired team. Uh, you have a better power play here for the Minnesota Wild. They've made some good moves, kind of underrated in the trade deadline, bringing in Klingberg on defense, Sunquist, Marcus Johansson to offset your forwards here. Uh, but the other angle here is your goaltending. You're probably going to get Daniel Vladar tonight. Uh, he's got a goals against of almost three. He's go- likely going to go up against Gustafson. It's not going to be flurry, but Gustafson has been really good this year. 17-8-3. He's got a 1.99 goals against average. Minnesota's 8-1 their last nine. I got to take Minnesota here tonight. Rested, ready to go uh, with a line move in their favor. They open like minus 130-ish. You're up to around minus 140. All right. Well, I've stayed away from hockey. I don't know. I I haven't caught up to (laughs) hockey. I'm catching up with college basketball. Uh, So I'm listening in. uh, uh, I'm tuning in big time right now with you guys in this hockey. uh, Because I only know two teams, the Avs and the Knights. That's it. Well, they're two places that you spent a good chunk That's of right. your life. So That's that right. makes, <laughs> makes some sense. Um, they honestly, really good stuff. Josh, really appreciate your time as always. You're the man. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Stormy. Thanks, Pritch. Josh Applebaum uh, at Josh underscore insights on Twitter. And um, one last note on that Flames wild mm-hmm. game. Shout out our guy, Jonathan Davis, who does a really good job on Twitter. Always posting different stats and trends. Flames two and five on the back end of a back-to-back this season. And both of those wins were against Seattle. So I am with Josh on that one. Really, really high on the Minnesota Wild tonight. There's one other play in the NHL that we'll get to after after we take a break that okay. I do have tonight uh-huh. um, that is like you're going to be grossed out when you hear the details about it just because like Stormy, how are you going to bet on a team that's on a six-game losing streak right now on the puck line? But you know what? That's what I'm going to do. That's what you're going to do. We're testing the waters tonight. We're getting back into the NHL. We're getting prepped up. The postseason is going to be here before we know it. We both also have a play in the NBA right, tonight as right. well. So. Is the puck line pretty strong? Or is it like, because the money line is sport, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, primarily. Yeah. So you have to be pretty confident okay. that they're going to win by All two right. goals if you want to do that. So. Can't wait to hear this. Can't wait to hear this. <laughs> Prayers up. Uh, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Wrapping things up with our best bets on the Lombardi line. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points to BetMGM Rewards points so that you can use those towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are wrapping things up on the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Michael Lombardi getting some vacation time in. We talked plenty of franchise tag mm-hmm. Tuesday over the course of the show. So if you missed anything and our thoughts on Lamar Jackson, on Daniel Jones, on a lot of the moves, make sure that you download um, VEASAN Best Bets or the Lombardi line in podcast form available wherever you get your podcast. Now, time for a couple plays that we have tonight, mm-hmm. Pritch. And I'm just going to get this NHL bet out of the way, fast and furious. I still am contemplating why I did this to myself, but I'm going to be sweating out the lightning on the puck line tonight. Minus the goal and the half at minus 115 might end up playing the over in this game as well. But this is a game in my brain where you either take the lightning to win at margin or you just bet the big money line price price on the flyers for them to just win straight up plus 240 plus 250 range right now because this is a game that's going to go one way or the other. Um, And anyone out there who knows how the Tampa Bay Lightning have played lately are probably saying stormy. Why on God's green earth? Are you going to lay a goal and a half at that price on a team that's lost five straight games, most of them badly, including getting shut out 6 nothing most recently to the Canes? So, Stormy, why are you playing a so puck I line? So, I will tell <laughs> you, because this is the perfect opponent for them to get out of the slump. Tampa has beat the Flyers eight of their last 10 meetings. They did split this season. The lone loss, though, was a one-goal loss. And it was mm-hmm. in October, right as the season started. So, I kind of throw that one out. Their most recent win, 4-1 in December, two wins prior to that. 4 nothing, 7-1. Both of these teams also, by the way, have seen six-plus goals scored in seven of their last nine games. So I feel like no defense is going to be played in this one. Tampa is, sadly, without Victor Hedman, who got Mm -hmm. injured last game, who's their best defenseman. Um, So I just feel like goals are going to be scored in this game. And I just feel like Tampa, at this point in the season, is playing for the opportunity to have a good spot in the playoffs and needs to get right and this just feels like the opponent for them to get right so okay so if somebody could not get in on a side here the totals could be in play at least that's yes. six right yes uh, okay and if you want to do i think that there was a six and a half out there available mm-hmm. earlier at a plus money price so if you okay. wanted to go that route you could but i think the six is going to be the safer bet to do the over certainly okay, okay. let's go nba all right because i know you have i do you have a play you really like i do i do um i was just looking at um uh, these games uh, and catching up to the NBA Association a little bit and getting some help from JVT, who is phenomenal uh, yeah, when it comes to awesome. betting, uh, helping me cash tickets. Uh, you know, Minnesota is interesting because I felt like uh, without Cat, they've been inconsistent. You know, you lose a superstar like that, you're going to have to adjust. Uh, and, and then when you look at 
uh, what they've been able to do lately, it's been phenomenal. Uh, and they've been covering uh, against teams like Sacramento, the Lakers, uh, uh, and obviously uh, the Clippers. And all of those were on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, now they play Philly, who have been winning uh, and they had not playing great defense, but assists all over the place for Harden. Uh, and then Embiid is just a monster. I was cautious about this bet uh, because without Cat, you know, Embiid has just been a force, has been a phenomenal player, uh, hitting 19 free throws or something like that. 20 mm-hmm. free throws has been incredible. Uh, but I think the way that the Minnesota Timberwolves have been playing lately, uh, I've been inclined to take the money line here. So I got the money line at minus 135. Okay, uh, love it. Love it. Rolling with the T-Wolves, baby. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I am looking at this Grizzlies-Lakers game as well. I played the Lake Show on the money line just to, to beat Memphis in this mm-hmm. spot. They had a good win again against Golden State the other night without LeBron. AD has been a beast lately. Um, I think that they're going to do the same against the job Morantless Grizz here tonight. Morant, of course, out indefinitely now oh. after what's been compounding off-court issues, kind of coming to a point now this week with the gun being flashed in his Instagram Live. Um, Evidently now Bleacher Report is is reporting that the NBA's CBA, which I did not know this, has a firearm policy that Mm. if a firearm is on team premises, which includes the team plane, it is an automatic 50-game suspension. So um, this is something that it was first revealed and is kind of making the rounds right now from the This League Uncut podcast. And the league is trying to confirm right now where the firearm came from, when and where it got into his possession, and if it ultimately was on a team premise or the plane at any point. So that's going to be a huge development as we wait this. Um, but one thing that we thought is important, and we do VEASAN pro tips here mm-hmm. on the network. Every single show does them. They're searchable by sport and by show at VEASAN.com. Um, become a subscriber today. But last season, there was a lot of talk about how well the Grizz performed when John Morant was not on the court. And it was a reason to almost back them in a lot of instances. They went 20 and five without John Morant. This season has been different four and six without him this year. So maybe just throw out last year's success when you're betting on the Grizzlies games moving forward, because this is a spot where like you're having a lot of off court drama. It's not just an injury type of a thing here. There's just a lot of voices in, in trying to figure out what's going on with their star player right now. And there's investigation Pending, right? Um, the Grizz also, mind you, fun stat for this one in ten straight up their last eleven road games. This game is in LA tonight, um, so I like I like the Lakers money line in the spot with all the off court drama surrounding Memphis. Yeah, there's a lot of off court drama. That team, though, you, you know, you wonder the the depth of them, and, and certainly playing without Jaw, they were able to adjust to that like they did last year, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the Lakers, though, uh, you know, <laughs> a day to day AD, he's been okay yeah. lately, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that's the concern, too, with the Lakers. Are they deep enough? But, uh, yeah, Jaw, he needs to get his house in order. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. It's so out of character, it seems like, uh, for what's going on in that guy uh, in his life. But just like the National Football League, you cannot bring a firearm mm-hmm. on team pre- prem- premises and uh, certainly a plane or wherever you are, hotel, all that stuff, uh, uh, you know, that encompasses all that. So if he violated that situation, that clause, and – uh, that's going to be interesting to see what the NBA does with that. But yeah, anybody uh, holding the Memphis futures ticket oh, right man. now is really not feeling particularly comfortable. Right yeah, now. but if the team is good though, and and it's kind of my philosophy, and along with the pro tip for us today, uh, can they be? Can they adjust? Though? Will they have enough mm-hmm. t- time to adjust? I remember in the National Football League when it, when a key player went down that next week. That was a bet against because it was going to take some time for that team to adjust mm-hmm. with that key player without that key player. Uh, but over time, you wonder if, if Memphis could be okay if there is a significant suspension. Uh, with my play uh, in Minnesota, you know, they've been without cap for so yeah. long too. And, and now it seems like they're playing consistent basketball. Yeah. Um, also, if Memphis loses tonight, Sacramento uh, right. is the two seed. So mm. just keep that in mind as well. So we, throughout the course of the last two hours, have been talking in a number of commercial breaks about Tom Brady and <laughs> the rumor mill because Rich Eisen on his show was saying like the top five rumors that he heard during the combine in Indy. And one of them was that Tom Brady might not be done after all when it comes to his NFL playing games. Playing days. Well, Brady has entered the chat. He posted on Twitter. Anyone who thinks I have time to come back to the NFL has never adopted a two-month-old kitten for their daughter. <laughs> so he's at least saying no. This is done. That's full daddy mode right real. there, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, Tom, the dad, Brady now. I mean, yeah, 
Josh McDaniels, there's a lot of people close to Tom Brady, um, and they've talked to him, and they don't want to disclose everything, but they have a sense and a feel uh, that he's done, that this he means when, okay, he got to do it on his terms. Nobody leaked anything. Mm -hmm. He put out the message. He put out the um, the, the video and said, look, I, I'm done. It's been a great run and all that, whatever he said. But uh, the fact that he was able to do it on his terms, I, I think, meant everything to Tom Brady because he played on his terms. So just because the Miami <laughs> Dolphins are, quote, exploring all options when it comes to the quarterback doesn't necessarily mean it's Tom Brady in this yeah. case, despite what we know has happened in previous off seasons. Right. Hence why, actually, the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick this year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. But, yeah. Can a kitten compel you to go back to the National Football League? Though? That is the question. <laughs> that cat starts scratching on stuff, and <laughs> Tom Brady's like, I'm out of here. Right? Well, that's why we joked last year when he came out of retirement, right? It's like, oh, he spent, like, however many days with his kids that mm -hmm. he was like, nope, actually, right. I just need to get back to my playing days. <laughs> It'll be, it will be fun. While it's not Tom Brady, it will be fun to see the way that things shake out with this quarterback character. Carousel. Derek Carr, of course, firmly with the New Orleans Saints. But what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? What's going to happen at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 o'clock Eastern at the franchise tag deadline when it comes to Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson? So excited to recap that tomorrow. Pritch, we're going to miss you. Wish that you were with us um, throughout more of this week. Um, we got JVT tomorrow. Excited to have him to dive into a lot of the NBA. Thank you to Josh Applebaum, to Will Hill, to your good friend Chad Brown for joining yes. us as well today. Thank you, Stormy. This was awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Love getting your NFL insight, my guy. Um, that is it for us, though, today on the Lombardi line. But uh, back here, same time, same place tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.